Hello, everybody. It's Grizzly. And I'm on the hunt for psychics and mediums. What a thrill is that going to be? Tonight we have Jacob. We're going to introduce him in a second. Doing just fine, Jacob. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Well, I've been into spirituality for the last five or six years. Started becoming spiritually awakened about 2017. But maybe about 2016 is when I started getting a little curious about it. You know, got my uh, first tarot deck after going to a uh, meetup and meeting a reader who was offering classes at the time, how to do tarot. So I went there, didn't have a deck, just loaned me one. Then she kind of, you know, taught everything. Then I decided, well, I'm going to get a tarot deck and go from there. Did it for a while as a hobby. Then, you know, from there on, it just took off and became more and more interested in the spirituality and started growing and started doing my own readings. And first I was trying to read myself, you know, ask typical questions. Like one year I asked, like, who was going to win the 2016 election just to see how, you know, accurate it could be. And I did actually pick correctly at the time. It was Trump at the time when most people had said it was going to be Hillary. So stuff like that. That's that's real interesting. Yeah, because I decided, you know what, let me test it out. You know, it's like you want to see how accurate you are. You always hear about psychics trying to predict things. And you're like, let's see if if I can do it. I did it. I used to try to predict football games. I would ask the cards who was going to win a game, be like, oh, Patriots or Seahawks, and it would come out like, and I would get pretty much the right answer. And then from there on, it just started developing, and then I started to push myself out there. I started going in a lot of these groups, developing, growing, things like that. And then after that, I, you know, kept that, and then I started being in some groups. And then I had my little paranormal experience that kind of, let's say, opened my eyes a little more to the whole spirituality. And I felt like it maybe more become connected. And it's a weird thing that happened. It's one of those things I still kind of question who, what, where, and why it happened. But if you want to hear it, I can tell you a little bit about it. Oh, absolutely. Please do. Well, it was about 2020. You know, 2020 was exactly what the worst, one of the worst years that we've had in the last, you know, century of the 21st century so it things had kind of come down with the whole corona and everything so me and a friend decided we're gonna go to a, a cemetery late at night in a town that that we used to know we used we went to the cemetery a long time ago but we were there like maybe in our 20s just checking it out you know how it is when you don't believe in it you just want to get a little spooked or anything like that all that right, stuff we went, right i mean we went there in 2008 and Maybe we were a little spooked, but nothing ever happened. Maybe crazy that I could recall. So 2020, we go in there. Mind you, I'm a little more spiritually in tune at that time. You know, I believed in spirituality and car readings and everything. So go in there late one night with a friend after midnight. They say midnight is the devil's hour or the spitching or witching hour. So go there into a cemetery. We're going to walk in there and the place it was a full moon out that night. It was a weekend before Labor Day. Walk in there, and already you could start feeling the – I could start feeling the energy of the place. And it just felt like you're being watched. Oh, Mind wow. you, it's midnight in a cemetery. There's nobody there watching you. 
you know that. But you feel like you're being watched. Walking around, it's like dark, with just the moonlight. We didn't have no flashlights, no nothing. We're just walking in there. We've been there before, so we kind of knew the layout of the place. So we walk in there and then start seeing things like shadows creeping around. You can hear like whispers and talking and sitting there. I'm like feeling something. I'm like to my friend at the time, you know, do you, do you feel that? Do you see that? Stuff like that. And, um, you know, we're, we're choosing paths because there's like this, it's like many paths in the cemetery. One of the paths right before I even walked, I just had this feeling that there was something on this path that was just like not good and stuff like that. I literally said to my friend before he even said a word, hey, man, let's not go down that path. He was like, dude, I totally hear you. So we're walking around. And as it gets like more and more after 1230, getting closer to one o'clock, the energy starts feeling heavier. The moon has disappeared. We start hearing sticks crush, stuff like that. And then after a while, we're starting to feel like this moment of dread. My friend's like, dude, I don't like it here anymore. Let's get out. I'm like, you know what? Cool, man. Start to get going. So as we're getting closer to walking out of the entrance, my friend is running ahead of me. He's like walking a little bit faster because he wants to get out. I'm not moving that much faster because I'm like, there's no point running. We're almost there. As I walk out of there, I feel something hit me in the back of the head on the left side near my left ear. I literally, literally said to my friend, dude, what the F did you do, man? Like, he's like, what? What do you mean? He's like, dude, you hit me in the back of the head. He's like, how could I have hit you in the back of the head if I'm in front of you? And he was. And I was like, oh. After that, we go walking. I just kind of run a little. We were like walking a little bit faster, got into his car, and we spent literally another hour just like talking, trying to digest what was going on. And the fact that something hit me in the back of the head, I mean, it, it freaked you out. I mean, it was the craziest thing. Literally, I wasn't even thinking. I wasn't even looking behind me. I was just trying to walk out of there. And all of a sudden, I got hit in the back of the head. And then after, and then I went home. I went to sleep. You know, nothing happened. No nightmares or anything like that. I woke up, went to work. When I looked in the mirror, I don't know. I had this weird feeling come across me. Like, I kind of felt like I saw who I was, but I felt like I was a different person. Literally. After that, it was just like, I don't know, spirituality, things just started to change how I felt and things like that. I also started to feel like I could feel and sense things. Like now if I could look at a photo, I could start like almost getting a vision of what was in that photo. Like I could see it. I don't see it in real time. I see it in vision. So anything I uh, look at in a photo, I will see it in vision. Or if I go somewhere, I will now see it in vision it's, it's weird. Like I said, it's hard to describe like stuff like that. And then from there on, you know, me and my friend, we would go to other cemeteries and we would start doing a little more paranormal exploring and, you know, get the same things, vibes. I could sometimes feel like I could hear or see what was going to be going on in those cemeteries, you know, stuff like that. Right. So, and then, like I said, after that, I've been just focusing, growing my gifts, learning how to do all kinds of readings. You know, I went from doing like, card readings to photo readings, some mediumship, um, uh, past lives, pet readings, aura readings, things like that, you know? So 
Anything else you'd like to know or any questions for me? You're still there? Hello? Hey, Grizzly, are you still there? Can't see you there. Do you have any questions for me or anything like that?
All right, ladies and gentlemen, every time uh, Appalachian tells a terror, I blame me for that. Uh, unfortunately, are you there, Jacob? Yep, I should still be here. Can you okay. hear me? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Every time somebody talks about ghouls and goblins and cemeteries, this is what happens. I don't understand why. But go ahead. Maybe and they, uh, maybe they don't. To be honest, my from my experience, they don't always like to be photographed. I have literally taken photographs, and my friends have taken photographs, and sometimes the photos come out blurry. Yes, they the, do. Yes, they or do. cameras don't work. Or recordio devices cannot pick up. They're not always open to it because a lot of them just don't like the idea that people are just gawking at them. So I, I can kind of don't blame them in a way. It's, right. Well, pick off where you left off. Let's 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 hear your encounter story here. Okay. Yeah. All right. So back in 2020, uh, you know, like I said, it was 2020 was an interesting year for everybody. So this was maybe a couple months after the whole Corona thing. So me and my friend decided. You know, I hadn't seen him in months because of the whole Corona thing. So we said, hey, let's go out and do something, man. Let's go to an old cemetery that we used to frequent back in the day when we were, uh, you know, like back in 2008. We went there, didn't have any paranormal experiences, all that stuff. So, you know, so we decided, let's go there again. But, you know, like I said, this time was different where. I became more spiritually aware, more in tuned versus when, when I went there back in 2008, I was not spiritually in tuned. I wasn't even really religious. I was kind of like at this point in my life where I was like, yeah, spirituality, religion, just all man-made mumbo jumbo, all that stuff. But, you know, like I said, went out there and uh, my friend, we went there after midnight. They call it the, uh, the devil's hour, witching hour, all that stuff like that. We decided we, let's go out there and have the, the ultimate experience, you know, something where we can really supposedly see, feel, and everything. So we went out there after midnight, old cemetery in a nearby in a nearby town that we knew of. Went there and it was like the weekend before Labor Day. Uh oh, tell me you're still there. There goes the goos and goblins. Can we please, ladies and gentlemen, just get through a show when it comes to ghosts and goblins and stuff? I have no idea what what, what is going on. Jacob, are you Night. there? All right. We lost you there for a minute. Uh-oh. You still there? It's the Illuminati eye. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of cute. All right, Jacob. Come back. Come back to my voice. Follow my voice, Jacob. I won't, won't. I won't, 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 won't. All right, he's coming through another stream here. All right, Jacob, you got your mic muted. Down at the bottom left-hand corner, there's a mayor we go. 
Somebody said, don't go into the light. Can you hear me? Ladies and gentlemen, this is typical. Jacob. I got you on two channels. Jacob. This is typical, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I hear somebody saying down there, do not go to the light. It's not your time. Stay with us. We want to hear your uh, encounter and your uh, spiritual path that you have enlightened us so far with. Oh, he finally dropped off. So I don't know what's going on, ladies and gentlemen, but I tell you what, uh, we should be back here in a second. Until then, I'll be more than happy to sing to you. I'm joking, by the way. I would never do that to hurt you all. That's for sure. So it's evidently, it's uh, going from my computer to his. There he is. Let's try it again. All right, are you there? Hello, Jacob. Wow, this is really strange. Jacob. Everything's on a board, drink. Jacob. Come to me. Please don't go nowhere. Hey, Grizzly. We there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Are you still there? Did you go again? I still am, man. Looks like they don't want to hear me to tell the story. No, they don't. So let's go through it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I might have to give you the abridged, or maybe I have to tell you a different paranormal story. I don't know. Maybe we just got to really focus on this, the uh, stuff about cards, because like I said, uh, you know, they're not always open to uh, being known about and stuff. Like, like I said, I've, I know people have taken photos and and their photos come out blurry, or their electronics die. So yeah, they're, they're very camera shy. Believe me, you couldn't get them to go on any show any more than anything else, you know? So they'd be your right, toughest guests. Right. Well, I can give you an abridged version. I had one version. It's not as long as my other version, but I remember I went to the cemetery again maybe a couple months ago. Same one where I had my paranormal experience that opened me up. So me and my friend, that night was really crazy. Really felt like the place was really up and bumping. It just felt more like it was a crescent moon that night. So it really, like I said, when there's a crescent moon, I swear that moon really stirs things up more than a full moon, unless it's like certain full moons. So we're going in there. My friend says he starts, saw something move right past him. I literally thought I saw an orb fly past me. I literally saw something on the floor. I'm like, yo, it's dead. I thought someone was um, flashing a uh, flashlight at me. So, you know, we're, we're both starting to get this feeling like we don't want, we're not wanted in here. I'm starting to hear like, you need to get out. You need to get out. 
So I was like, yo, let's get out of here, man. Let's, let's walk out. Of As we're trying to walk to the entrance, we see these two people start walking towards us. And we were like, oh, who's that? First, we thought, okay, it's the police. We're like, oh, great. Now it's the police. They must have seen us walk in the cemetery late at night. Something like that. Next minute, they weren't the police no more. It was like these, they were like dark shadows. Like I said, it's like when you see somebody from a distance, you know, you ever uh-huh. walk somewhere at night and you see like, two people coming up, but they're just like the shadows, but you know that people are coming. Right. And as they come, they start and they, and one thing about them is they were big. They were like seven feet tall. And next minute they were like floating and they were coming toward us. And I just started feeling like this, something that was not happy to see us like dread, like just imagine walking somewhere by yourself at night. And then you, you're like, you know, you have this like gut instinct, like you were formerly what in law enforcement, you could probably get an yeah. idea if someone is like, has it out for you or something like that. You know, you've read body language, right? You can just feel it. They just, when these two things came up to both me and my friend, I could just feel like they were not good. And we were trying to get out of the entrance and mind you, it's one way in one way out. So they're coming up towards us. And the weird thing is the entrance changed. It was no longer like the entrance. It was like this weird place where we're like, what the the hell's going on, man? They were just coming towards us. And we were like, it was like they were trying to keep us from leaving the place, leaving the cemetery. So after that, I was just like, he's getting a little freaked out. I'm getting it because these things are just coming towards us. I don't know. Some voice just said, you need to like snap out of it. And all of a sudden I... I just like told myself, I'm not here anymore. I'm not in this place. And then boom, they disappeared. And then we walked out of there. And then it was just like, me and my friend were like, did you experience that? Did you see what I see? And he was like, yeah, dude. And it was just like the craziest thing. So I don't know who or what they were. I don't know if those were the gatekeepers of the cemetery or just some beings. Like I said, this cemetery is supposedly on a, one of the towns that was supposedly may have been native American land. So who knows if that was native American spirits or any beings or any entities. I mean, heck man, my friend told me one time we went to that cemetery and I had my paranormal experience. He thought he thought he saw a winged creature fly up into the sky. Big oh, black no. Yeah. Gone. I know. He told me that I didn't see it, but he saw it like me. I don't know. He he says he sees things. I'm more of like feeling and auditory. Like like sometimes I can walk with him and I'll hear like something. Like I'll stop and go, hey, do you hear that? Or I can hear uh, clairaudiently, which is like you hear things. Like I can hear like something telling me like go left, go right, or get in and get out, or or something here. Like I remember one time, me and my I literally heard don't go down this path because there's literally something there. And I literally heard that before my friend. I literally told my friend, hey, man, let's not go that way. He's like, yeah, dude, I'm not going that way. So that's literally like one of my paranormal experiences. And that's the first time I ever saw something in person. I never seen anything like in with my own eyes. Like when I do my whole like readings, I see everything through vision. Like, for example, if you have me look at a picture, I would get a vision of what was in that picture. Let's say you take a picture of a place that has paranormal, I would get the vision of it. I will not see it in real time like I'm seeing you. It's both that night, that was literally like seeing it in real time, like seeing you. It's literally crazy that happened. 
So, like I said, me and my friend, we've done many paranormal experiments. We're just like, you know, we're just into it. We're amateurs. We don't really like do any like, you know, recordings. He takes pictures. Maybe he's got those ghost boxes, things like that. He never gets it because it doesn't work or because they're not talking. But the pictures, we always get stuff because we can literally like see things. Like he took one picture. And you can literally see this big black shadow thing. It looks like a person, but it has this like head. You ever seen like Dark Side's head from the comics? It has Dark Side's head. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. And then we took another picture where you can actually see like a spirit of a person hanging around behind like a tombstone. Other ones you can see faces, orbs. I mean, like I said, when I go into any place that's paranormal. Since I become in tune, I can now hear or feel something like there's parts where I remember seeing a tree and I heard like, don't touch the tree because there's spirits that hang in the tree. And it's trust me, it's true. Their spirits are literally in the tree pretty much. So those things like you never want to touch them because whatever's there can literally attach itself to you. And you just don't know what kind of spirit it is. It's, if it's malevolent or it's a negative entity. You just, you don't want any of those things to attach to you pretty much. And like huh. I said, yeah, I mean, I learned all this through, I'm also a person who studies a lot of spirituality and religion. I've studied a little bit of paganism, Wiccan, witching, Santeria, hoodoo, things like that. Like, I've heard about grabbing graveyard dirt late at night. You don't even have to go to a, a tombstone. You can go to a tree and literally grab it. But you got to leave an offering and you got to ask permission, stuff like that. And then, you know, like I said, I've, I've been to many deities I've studied like since I became spirituality, I'm just like into many things. Like I said, I do a lot of spiritual readings. I I do a lot of cards. You know, I own many decks. I own about like twenty something oracle decks that I work oh, with. Oh wow! Yeah, I do shadow work, inner child, spiritual gifts. Uh, I do pet readings, mediumship. I also have I also do angelic readings. I have decks with like many many types and each one just goes with a certain energy you know like i said i i'm pretty spiritually aware i know a lot about certain deities and beings some of the reader friends that i've encountered are also under certain things some are into angels some are into santeria hoodoo witchcraft wiccans things like that so you know i remember this one reader that i was friends with who helped me out she was a uh, big time practicer of a uh, Santa Merte, she's this big um, deity being, supposedly has histories of Azteca. And she's supposedly this goddess of death. But now she's been like, become like this new thing. You've probably seen her. She looks like Guadalupe, but she's like a skeleton, things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she has an altar to her in her own little space area. And I can literally tell you the craziest thing about it. Literally, as I'm next to her altar, because she has this little room where we'll have our little talks and stuff like that, I could literally feel like someone or something is watching me looking. I could like feel the energy from that the statue of Santa Marta. It's literally crazy. And this is why I always tell people you got to be careful about disrespecting any of these deities and statues. You don't know what energy is in them. You don't know what's in it. Same things with the land. This is why there's been so many issues going on. People have just been disrespecting the land and everything, man. I mean, some people say that 2020 was almost like, you know, one person called it 
like we had literally just trampled over too much Native American land and Native American battleground, and all of a sudden, all the energy now came up, man. I mean, it's that's what it was. So, like I said, some of these places, all this paranormal stuff, it's probably all haunted, and we don't know what's going on there. You know, people forget like all the pain, suffering, the blood, all this, and shed all goes into the ground. You know, any ground, anything, you, you don't want to mess with it. Like, you know, like graveyards, forget it. Building over a graveyard, I, no way in heck I would ever want to live in anywhere on top of that ground, man. You don't know what's there, you don't know the energies. You've, I've heard a couple of stories about people trying to build over insane asylums. I mean, that's the energy right there. That's incredible, man. I mean, those places. I, I went to one of them and I was at Waltham. Just being outside of it, I could literally feel the energy of the Insalasan and one of the former ones. It's crazy, man. It's seriously, when you're not like spiritually in tuned, it's nothing. But when you become in tuned, you start to feel everything. Like wherever you go, like just the other day, I went into a hospital to go visit someone and I walked by the ICU and I literally heard that someone was going to pass away. I was like, what? Someone's going to pass away? I was like, no way. Literally go there, visit somebody. And I, Ironically, I knew one of the uh, security officers who worked in there. And then I, don't know, I went to go, I went there again, you know, a day or two later. And he goes, hey, man, you know, what's up? He goes, anything new? He goes, yeah, I had to go pick up somebody at the ICU. I was like, what? He goes, because, you know, they have to take somebody when they pass away. And I was like, oh, crap. That, that's crazy. I literally just, you know, I literally just heard like someone's going to die. Like, it's crazy, man. Like. I don't know. Like I said, I'm still trying to grasp this spirituality and understand it. Like I said, I haven't been at it for very long. I've only been at it since 2017. So like I said, I've, brought, I've met other readers who've all been at it for the last 20, 30 years. Some of them were kids doing this stuff with me. It was like, I never believed in it. You know, I grew up in a Catholic family, strict religion, all that stuff. And then, I don't know, 2017, I just start, you know, maturing and aging I start becoming more open I don't know it was just weird that I just started becoming more open and then boom I'm here now you know and I just right. been doing it ever since and you know I've been doing it for about the last couple of years in groups I've been a paid reader non-paid up you know I just slowly been growing and working at my craft as a reader you know I went from where I was just doing like little pendulum readings and card readings to now I can read photos I'm been working on developing on medium ships and things like that. So like I said, I'm still always working, always looking at expanding my repertoire as a reader. You know, like I said, it's been quite interesting, you know, and it's a lot to navigate, you know, everything you do now, like feels like it's turned up to 10. Like you can feel the energies in the room with people. Like you get vibes off the of people. Like you can kind of tell if someone's good or bad or you can feel that there's something wrong. It's it's totally like weird and different. And also the same idea is you start getting like these, um, you start to look at the world differently as well when you become spiritually in tune, you know? Like you start to wonder like this or that and everything is, you know, like, <laughs> I'm uh, having a little, well, it's like you start to like question everything. Like wh what is everything? How's this world work? Why do these things like that? You know, like you start to question what happens after we die. Um, everything right. goes on. Like, for example, you see all these cryptoids, Bigfoots, 
things like that, you start to like want to ask yourself, you know, before you're thinking, oh, this is all just someone in apes. Now you're thinking to yourself, maybe th these things are really out there. And all these paranormal things, you're, before you used to think it was just a bunch of hokey. Now you start experiencing it, you're like, there's real, there's something out there. You know, you just can't explain it and you can't scientifically prove it. You know, that's the part right. that people understand. Like, what happens when, you know, you can't prove it, you can't explain it. Like the night I got hit in the back of the head on the left side of my ear and my friends in front of me, how is that possible? Who was literally hiding behind a tombstone and was able to hit me with a slingshot? Who? In a cemetery at one o'clock in the morning. Who was literally watching? Nobody. There was no way anybody could have done that at night with no lights, nothing. Like I said, and then how did all of a sudden that night happen? I started becoming more spiritually in tune. All of a sudden, I could start feeling things. And all of a sudden, it was just like things came more natural to me when I started to do readings and stuff like that. I wasn't like this. I was just like anyone else, you know? I lived this normal life. I never thought about being a reader. It just happened, you know? Right. And that's the question. I always wonder, why was I chosen? Or here's the question. I was always that but I never maybe believed in it, or maybe I just wasn't deemed ready by the universe. I mean, those are the big questions that sometimes I ask people, what do you think? Or why do you think some people go into it later than others? You know, like I said, I've right. met some who've been at it for 20 years and some of them literally had to, had to like restrain their gifts or shut it off because it became like too overwhelming because some of them said they were seeing spirits when they were a young age, or they would see certain things, or they would get all these feelings. And some of them came from like strict religious backgrounds and stuff like that. And, you know, their backgrounds made them feel like demon as heresy or witchcraft or devil's work and stuff like that. And, you know, so they shut it off. And now they're older. They're like, no, maybe it isn't. Maybe it's just a part of the gift of, you know, what it is and stuff like that. So, for me, it's just trying to figure and understand, you know, I'm still trying to learn and understand how it all works and still trying to grow and still trying to figure out like where I come into play in all this, you know, what's my purpose, you know, all I ever wanted to do was go out and have like a normal life. And, you know, I was going to go out, work a job, a career field, and then lo and behold, this kind of happens. And I'm here right now today talking to you. So it's, it's, it's interesting, but uh, do you have any questions or anything you want to know, want to ask me? Yeah, I mean, what really got you started into this? I mean, what made you stop and think that, oh, Lord, what is this I'm feeling, you know? Well, what got me into, like, the whole spirituality was, like, like I said, I started working with tarot cards. I went to a meetup back in 2016 because – I had seen people who had gone and seen tarot readers to get their future because at the time I was just trying to get into a career field. So I was like, well, you know what? I want to get an idea. Let's, I want to see the future. I want to know what's going to happen. You know, we all, we all want to know the future, you know, even though we're not supposed to, we want to, because we sometimes we want to be sure that something's going to happen or not going to happen. It's human nature. This is why people go and see, you know, psychic readers and stuff like that, the idea to find out the future. We want to know if we're going to be in love or going to be married or how many children we're going to have, if we're going to get that job, you know? It's just like, it's human nature. We sometimes just want to find out. So I decided instead of going and seeing a person and paying them, 
why not I go out and try to do it? You know, it can't be that hard to go get a, a tarot deck and just work with it. And lo and behold, there was a class teaching it. So I was like, perfect. You can now get to learn how to do it. I go to this class a couple times and I'm learning how to work with the cards because the cards, there's like 78 cards and you kind of have to interpret it through mostly like intuition. There is books, but the books only give like a vague idea and the interpretations can literally be like many ways. And it just depends on what kind of question you ask and what certain cards come up in that reading could literally be like what could happen in your future. You know, like I said, every card goes in so many ways. No card is just like straight away, you know, and some cards have meanings that don't always mean what they mean. Like death and tarot does not mean you're going to die. Death just means like there will be changes that will be going on. It's kind of like how, like how the fall, everything dies and then will come the winter and then the spring comes. That's how, that's the kind of death, you know, it's to bring like new about new things and stuff like that are endings, you know, and bring about beginnings. And just like how the devil card in tarot does not mean the devil himself. It literally just means that sometimes we are our own devil, you know, and that's the part that I kind of had to understand you know, when you see the devil, you're like, oh, my God, it's it's a demon. No, it's literally just how our own devils and stuff like that, our own things, our own, like, vices and stuff like that and what he means and everything like that. So, like I said, that's the part you have to kind of figure out and understand with tarot cards and then shuffling them, how to read with them and how many cards to pull. And then you just work with them. And as you do it, you start to get it and understand them. And then there's like Oracle cards that do so many things. Like I have a shadow work Oracle deck that does only shadow work only. And the shadow work is mostly acknowledging your shadow self, the part of yourself that you just like, for example, if you come off a certain way to people that you just don't realize it, the cards will kind of be able to kind of will pop up and will say, this is kind of who you are. So if I was to do a shadow work reading, I would shuffle the deck, focus on your energy and I would pull cards and then I would interpret what the cards are saying about you that you need to acknowledge about yourself. You know, do you have like insecurities? Do you have like self images issues? Do you come off very artificial and stuff like that? That's what, how I would do shadow work readings. And like I said, there, there's so many decks that do so many things. I have an inner child deck that does literally inner child, which is like shadow work, but acknowledging your, um, childhood, things like that. And those cards will literally tell about how your childhood was. Were your parents abusive towards you? Did you have self-image? Were you, you know, did you have like, um, were you picked on? Did you feel isolated and out of place? Were you jealous and envy? Those kind of readings will come up and do those things. And then I would interpret that and everything else like that. And for most of the time when I do readings, I literally just focus on your energy. Like I will never ask anything, not your date of birth, not your name. I will just go out, shuffle the cards and focus on Angela, just like I did with you. I sat there and I focused on your energy and then I interpreted your uh, car ring. And I brought up like, stuff that was going on in your life at the time. If I recall, yep, and you, never, you, sure and you literally told me that I was pretty much spot on and I, you didn't even tell me anything about what was going on in your life. So that's mostly what a reader is supposed to do. We're supposed to go in it pretty much like blind, not knowing anything. Like you should never be giving any reader your date of birth or your name or anything else. Those one is you don't want people to steal your information. But number two is 
You're supposed to go in there and not know nothing. That's what that's what I do. I don't need anything. I really seriously, you could go ahead and ask me a question, literally, and I could go ahead, focus on your energy with not even you here present, and go out, send you tomorrow morning via email what the cards will say, and I could literally answer your question and like that. Seriously, it's not hard. I don't even need the person to touch and shuffle the card. That's literally how I work as a reader. Like I'm mostly doing these readings through the internet. Like I said, I'll just oh, talk. To wow. I will just talk to somebody like you. I'll focus on your energy and then shuffle the cards. And I'll pull cards. And if uh, cards should um, come flying out, I'll interpret cards. Like I said, I've done many spreads. You know, I've started getting a little bit better with uh -huh. readings. Like now. You need to answer that? <laughs> no, it's the studio phone. Ah, okay. Go ahead. I'm okay. sorry for the interruption. No, no, no worries, man. Like I said, it's, you know, I, I just been, you know, the card readings, you just focus on the energy. You just interpret whatever people need to, what needs to be interpreted. Like I said, they can give a question or no questions, and I'll let the cards speak. And this is usually what the universe will tell me that you need to hear or, or I need to know. I mean, like I said, if you ask me to do like, what do you want to know? What's 2023 will come up. I will sit there, grab a set of cards, shuffle, focus your energy, pull literally 13 cards, 12 for the months, 13 is for your theme. Then I will go out, explain to you what the theme card is. And then I will go out and I will interpret each card for the month. And then I will tell you what will probably happen that month. And then, I usually will send a picture, kind of jot it down, explain it. And then usually I will tell the people to kind of keep in touch with me. Let me know how things go. I mean, when I've done it on myself, my readings literally have been like spot on scary. Like literally, this is why sometimes I don't even like to read myself because I'm just afraid of like the negative outcome that comes through it. You know, it's like right, the positive right. is great. But what about the negative? Like what happens when you predict, what happens when you ask about an outcome that you don't want and it comes true? Like now you're just getting like these feelings of anxiety and everything like that. Like that's the part that I tell people that this is sometimes a gift and a curse because you can kind of find out and hear things. It's just, that's the point of it. And like I said, being spiritually in tune just makes you open and susceptible to everything else. Like I said, I have to be careful of all the other stuff. Like now when I go places with paranormal all those things are now staring at me because I'm spiritually in tuned. I'm considered a light. My energy is what they want to feed off of because I'm spiritually in tune, you know, versus someone else who's not spiritually in tune. They just look at them as whatever. But now I'm spiritually in tune. I just feel like whatever is out there now knows who I am and what I am. And I even have this theory that that night that I, that those two beings that I told you came up to us was because I was trying to pick up and read something. And I felt like whatever it is must have pinged them or they picked up my energy trying to read it. And that's why they became more interested in me. That's why they probably were trying to pay me and my friend a visit because I must have, uh, uh, you know, awoken them or I must have intrigued them. And that's why maybe they didn't want me to leave. Cause like I said, it was, so that's the part I now have to take into consideration being spiritually in tuned is I got to like, be careful and I got to ground and shield myself. You know, it's, it, it's, there's a lot of things out there that we don't all see, but it's out there, you know? So. Right. Right.
But um, do you have anything I'm else you want to ask me? Where you're coming from? Yeah. yeah. So, what is your wildest reading that you gave somebody before? I did a shadow work reading on a person who was supposedly he has been in a um, in in and out of prison a couple times, actually. Believe it or not. And I had gotten this deck from a reader who had given me as a gift. A good friend of mine. I had met her about three or four years ago. She gave it to me for my birthday. So it's kind of nice of her. Deck was called the um, the duality deck or the dual side, something like that. It's a deck that deals with both the positive and negatives, but it puts it on two sides of the card versus trying to do like reverses on tarot. It's two sides. So it'll bring up the good thing and the bad thing at the same time based on how the card is flipped. So if your card said something like um, uh, rejuvenation on the top, it could say like um, relationship strife or things like that. So, you know, that's what the cards do. So I, I was offering shadow work readings with this card, you know, shadow work, like I said, it's looking a part of ourselves, but this deck is like really like straightforward and brutally honest because the creator of the deck created like that. So I do it, they call it the Dante's Inferno spread. It's literally just like nine cards going into like Dante's Inferno. It's a weird spread. And it's, like I said, it starts from the top all the way to the bottom, just like Dante's Inferno. So I go up there and, you know, he's seen tarot and he was like, okay, yeah, man, go ahead and do me a tarot reading. You know, he, mind you, these aren't tarot cards. These are like a set of oracle cards that were designed by someone to do these type of like shadow work readings and things like that but they're different type of shadow work like i said this person had created in a way that the enter it just was totally different than anything i've ever seen so lo and behold i go out and i shuffle the cards right in front of him i stood out there and i just pulled nine cards and then i slow and behold i i start interpreting and everything just starts coming up and he's looking at me like what the hell like first he's like wait a minute did you shuffle them i go yeah you saw me shuffle them i literally shuffle them. he's like yeah and then I brought up things going on in his life that he had not told anybody, not even me. And it kind of like freaked him out a little bit, you know, like he had kind of a rough thing and he had been a little bit of a bad crowd and it brought up some things that kind of go up with like bad crowd. Like it brought up like um, protection of criminals and uh, criminal mischief. It was, it's a weird deck, like literally maybe one day I'll probably read with you and see what this deck gets on you, man. But yeah, like I said, it, pulled all the cards it brought up things and then it brought up other stuff that was going on in his life as well like he had a uh a, you know he had a child and things like that and he's just looking at me like what the heck like he never got that you know he went to like probably just a tarot reader just tarot me i just pulled out this deck and lo and behold it was just one of the craziest and wildest readings that I ever had in fact that he was just like kind of freaked out about it, it was you know it was interesting like I didn't really try anything. It was the first time I had worked with the deck and lo and behold, the cards came out literally what was going on in his life. And I just interpreting what they said. And he's just looking at me like, how do you know? I'm like, I don't know. It's the cards, man. You know, that's the thing. Sometimes yeah. it's the cards that just know the cards don't lie. That's the thing, man. That's, that's the thing. They don't lie. And like I said, I don't really need information. I just shuffle and, the cards just do the talking and my job is to try to interpret it as best as I can. It's literally just interpreting and it's based on what I can do. Don't get me wrong. The cards are very cryptic at times. Some decks are very like straightforward and to the point others are like, it's almost like Nostradamus reading, just trying to interpret and things uh -huh. like that. 
So, like I said, that's the wildest things. I mean, the other thing is I think I told you that I had done the uh, 2016 election because I remember people hearing, talking about, oh, you know, is it Hillary? Is it Trump? You know, and I decided, well, let me go ahead and ask for it because I said, what the heck? You know, you want to test and see what you can do. You know, you just ask out of curiosity. I don't care what happens at the election at the time. And I got it. And when I pulled cards, it was eight cards and it said yes for Trump. And I pulled eight cards and said no for Hillary, which was like, okay. And then lo and behold, the 2016 election happens and stuff like that, you know? And then I've done yeah. readings on some things. Like I would ask, you know, I would ask just out of curiosity, like, Oh, who do you like, uh, are the Patriots going to beat the Seahawks in this game? And then one time I remember getting kind of like both. I was like, What? And then lo and behold, the game went into overtime and the Seahawks won due to like an official's interference and things like that. So it's kind of weird how when the cards literally predict things like that, you know, or sometimes there's parts I don't even can explain. Like, how did the cards know? Like, how, what, what am I able to like see the future or am I just kind of able to like write and go along or make it like that that's the part i always kind of question really do do readers actually like see the future are they literally just turning the tape ahead and seeing what's going to happen or are they able to kind of like dictate or control or is it just you know there's just something to it it's just you just have to wonder really you know like why do some readings come the way they do and others don't you know that's why thing is people forget is free will plays a big part in readings that's the thing that everyone forgets. Literally, you and me, we have free will. We can decide what we want to do with ourselves. Even if I give you a reading and you ask a question about what would happen, even if the card comes out negative, you could literally change um, the outcome of what that reading could say. You could. Now, there's a chance that you, you know, you may will will be able to change it. And then there's times where you can't. Sometimes it's just meant to happen because sometimes. You know, that's just how the universe wants it. It's, that's the thing that I learned. So, but sometimes people like get too caught up and I always tell people, don't get caught up. You just have to kind of run with it. And like I said, me, I've learned that I just have to kind of run with it. I can't control anything as much as I can. You know, that's, that's the thing. Like, that's what I've learned. So, but do you have any other questions you want to ask me or Anything yeah, like that? I sure do. And anybody in the audience is listening, feel free to ask away. So how do you tell real versus fake? It's usually how they kind of talk about it. Like I've been seeing a lot of scam readers lately on Facebook and all they ever do is they use the same things. They talk in a certain way. They'll always talk about like curses and spells. And and a lot of them will say the same thing, especially the scammers. Scammers, you can almost spot them from a mile away. The oldies will say, yes, I want to help you and read you. And, um, you know, and then when you want to do a reading, they'll sit there and say, well, okay, now it's going to cost money. Oh, but you now have some kind of curse or had a hex on you or someone's now putting some kind of evil eye on you, which don't get me wrong. Anyone can literally put like an evil eye. I mean, evil eye literally goes back to like Europe where literally just a glance at you could supposedly ruin your life and things like that. And it's possible that someone could literally jinx. So you ever heard about, you know, people jinx? You ever heard like sportscasters jinx? Oh, yeah, this quarterback yeah, yeah. has never 
throw an interception in the, in the end zone. Next minute, boom, he throws an interception in the end zone. Now that's kind of a jinx, you know, things like that. Or evil eyes when somebody you know that doesn't like you literally just says, I want you to fail. And some say by putting out that energy, they have um, put some kind of thing on you to make you fail and get hurt or make you have misfortune. And then there's people who can literally go out and do like witchcraft and things like that. I mean, I mean, is it possible? Like some of it, I, I feel like it's just in the mind and that people can literally just like take it, but also some people feed that energy. And I also think that's also how it goes. If you feed the energy then I think you can literally be cursed or hexed. So that's what it is. People just, like I said, some people have bad luck and they just think that their bad luck is because of bad things. And don't get me wrong. Everyone goes to bad luck. You know, somebody who goes to Vegas will sit there and make go to a little bit of a dry spell. And they'll have a little bit of bad luck, even though this person has probably won in Vegas more than you or I will ever do. But does that mean he's having bad luck? No, he's just going through like maybe the whole, how life's supposed to be. You're going to be up and you're going to be down. Some people stay down longer than others and some people stay up longer than others. But the thing I notice about a lot of readers is they'll just sit there and they'll try to use like tactics and stuff like that. Try to put fear in you. Some of them talk like car salesmen. They'll make you feel like you're going to miss out on something. And honestly, myself, I was one time a victim of the whole scam thing, you know, believe it or not, right. before I became a reader. I literally wanted to ask about getting in this career field. And I had a reader literally lie and tell me that someone was doing some kind of like work on me and stuff like that. And I needed to pay this type of money to, in order to be able to, um, you know, um, like do, you know, in order to get my life to be where I wanted to be and stuff like that. Fortunately, I, I believed the lies because I was just so obsessed with just wanting to get into this career field. You have you know, one I had not new been a voice reader, message. So I had just, new you know, message. when someone tells you something. Hi, um, John. Hold on. Can you please look a house for her under? Yep. There we go. Needs be on. Uh, thank the Gremlins got him again, ladies and gentlemen. Where he goes, nobody knows. It happens, especially when you go live. You've had mix-ups. Some, some days it goes straight and 100% good. And every once in a while you have a flop. You get kicked, drop, whatever. Let's see if he comes back here. I could have swore I've been hearing a cat during the whole conversation. I don't know about you all. So, that's for sure. For sure, for sure. I just heard a cat. All right, here he is. Sorry, man. I barely hit the exit button, so my apologies. That's all right. So, like I said, I was – I just had a reader kind of – I suppose a fake reader just duped me and tell me that if I didn't, you know, 
pay this money or get this thing, I would not be able to do it. Unfortunately, I, I believed it because I just wanted to get into this career field so bad. You know, I just figured whatever, someone was out there trying to ruin my life and all that stuff like that and things like that. So I paid. It was maybe a little over $500 I lost. And, and after that, they did the whole bullshit of where you try to think, oh, yeah, just come back to me. I'm going to help you and all this stuff. And then when I try to call them, they do the silent business. It's like when you have that friend who owes you money and they try to call him back for money and they don't give you back your money. Right, right. And after that, I was just like, it was like the most disgusting feeling in the world to sit there and just feel like you were just duped. And a part of me knew that I shouldn't have trusted her. Like I should have listened to my own intuition, but you know, I wasn't in touch and things like that. And that was my mistake. So since then I've become a reader. I've just learned like, I'm not going to be like that. You know, I don't, anything you need, you can literally get it on yourself. Like you can go ahead and get any type of, evil eye or anything done on you through simple methods, either through prayers, saging, egg cleansings, things like that. And also just not believing. And sometimes you really, there's really nothing wrong. There's no curses, there's no hexes on you. It's just literally just a little bit of bad luck or your own energy that's putting you in your situation. So me, like I said, I read them. I don't do anything. I don't try to sell them anything more. If you want a reading, you want to know what 2023 is, that's what I'm going to sell you. I'm not going to try to sell you anything else from there. That's it. I'm not going to say, oh, you may be having a curse. So get these candles and you'll be able to get this and you'll be able to get a new job faster. No, it's not what I do. And a lot of them, what they'll do is they'll try to get your information, know who you are. They'll ask you your, your date and birthday. And I'm like, I don't need that. I just sit there and I focus your energy and that's it. I don't need I said, I don't need nothing else. Whether your grizzly is your name or not, it doesn't matter. As long as you allow me to tap into your energy and allow me to read you, I'll be able to go right from there. And all I do is I tell you what you need to know, and it's up to you whether you want to know it or not. That's it. You know, you have free will, and it's up to you. You decide to do it. I've literally had people where I told them this would probably needed to be done in order to straighten their lives, and some of them – didn't want that and they didn't want to hear. And they looked at me like I was a jerk and an a-hole for telling them what I, the cards were saying that they needed to do to get their life on track. Cause a lot of people, what they do is they have this tendency to, to believe that a reading will grant them comfort. Readings will not grant you comfort. Sometimes, sometimes they will make you feel worse. Believe me, I've read myself and I tried to find out a situation and I felt worse because now the reading says that this situation is not going to come to a head. And that's the part that like, you don't always want to hear that, you know, like right, you don't want to hear that right. you're not going to get that job or you're not going to, or your family member is not going to be getting healthy or things in your life that you're looking forward to. Like you don't want to hear that sometimes. So that's the part I tell people, don't let readings be your comfort. They're used for insight and clarity into a situation, but understand that if something happens, it was not meant to happen. You know, that's the thing you have to take it. Like, this is the part I've learned over the years. When I didn't get a job, I started finding out later why I didn't get it and why it was the best thing not to not get that job. Because there was something that I did not see that the universe or the spirit saw. And I was just simply being saved from it. So that's the part that I've also learned through spirituality, that things happen for a reason, even if you don't like it or don't agree with it. You just got to trust the process. Right. And things like that. So like I said, 
A reader will just simply should be able to read into a situation without having any information at all. So if you show them a photo of something that you know is going on, let's say a paranormal, or let's say you're showing a picture of like one of your family members that you want them to read, they should be able to literally get whatever they should be able to get off that photo. They don't need to ask anything from you, no, no birthdays, no nothing. They should be able to get it. And what they're able to get is what they're able to get. You know, no reading. It's Not every reader has the skill and ability to get everything through it. Like some readers are really good mediums. Others are not as good at mediums. Some readers are good like card readers. Some are not as good card readers. Others are also more into experience in nature. Like I said, every reader has different sets and abilities. And some of them are more unique than others. And some are more gifted than others. But a lot of it is you just work at it and you just practice and do what you need to do. So that's really me. Like I said, for me, I just literally just focus on the energy and I just go from there. I don't really do pretty much nothing else there. Like I said, just like when I read you, I just literally focused on your energy and I just interpreted what came to me and you just told me whether it was, you know, resonated, spot on or incorrect. And that just lets me know that. Right. How right. I do. So anything else you want to ask me? Yeah, so why do they ask for your name and birth date for? Is there a website they go to? Supposedly, yes, from what I've heard from a couple people who have been, who knew a couple scammer readers. And that's the thing. They would ask your name and birth date because your name and birth date can supposedly bring up information or your social media. People are literally on social media. You can literally find out if somebody was literally sick. Like you said, you call out of work, tell your boss, hey, I'm not feeling so good. Your boss could literally go out and find out if you had been at Vegas on the weekend getting plastered, you know, because right. everyone has this obsession with posting everything they do. Oh, I just went to a restaurant. Oh, I just got this brand new car, things like that. Or they're posting about a person. Like you can go ahead and look up someone's obituary and things like that. Like I said, that's what I know. That's what some of them will do. They literally will find stuff and they'll get stuff on you. It's That's what they do from what I recall. And I remember a reader asking me for my name and birthday. And she was probably able to find some information about me through social media and stuff like that. So me, I don't really give too much about myself. I kind of stay, you know pretty much quiet and everything like that. And same thing with all the people that I read. I don't really, I just, whatever comes to me when I read them, that's what it is. Nothing else. I don't care about their birth dates or their real names. I just read them and I see what I get. If I can read them, I can read them. If I can't, then maybe I'm not meant to read them. So that's it. Good point. So what other good stories have you had with good opportunities with people reading them? I mean, I was in a group for about a year where I literally had just been kind of like just a card reader. I'd been focusing too much on relying on cards to read people. And don't get me wrong, card readings are great. But here's the question. How do you read with cards everywhere? It can be kind of a pain because you need space. Like I need a table with a, with a tablecloth and then I need to spread the cards out and read people. Well, what happened if I don't have the space then? or anything like that, or I'm at work, or I'm on my break, you know, like right now, you know, I don't have my cards on me, so I couldn't exactly do a card reading on you, things like that, so I'd have to go out there and try to focus and do the energy, and that's usually what I'll do, is I'll go and get into like a 
focused meditative state and then I'll just try to read a photo or someone and they'll usually I'll have them like oh they'll post a photo themselves and they and I'll try to read what I get so that's literally what I started doing I went from using cards to read people to starting to just read their photos and I would just tell them what I would see in their photos their auras uh if somebody you know what was going on in their life that I was able to pick up if I felt like certain emotions like sadness anger heartache or if I felt that someone had died in their family or sometimes I could literally hear that there was someone that had passed on in their family that was around them that is around them that they have sometimes received signs from a family member things like that you know right like like I said it's that's one thing since I become is like I remember when my father had passed away back in uh 2021 and uh you know for a couple weeks I had the grief and everything, you know, it was a little hard to kind of focus and tune them in. And at the time I still hadn't developed into the spirituality. I was still kind of figuring out and uh, maybe a couple months, the grief had started to, you know, subside. I still felt sadness, but I was more, um, you know, more at ease and more accepting of it. And I remember I had to go and clean out the basement of all his stuff that, because it was all going to be like either thrown away or was going to be kept. So I remember looking for this one thing. My father used to do, um, he had like a grape presser, you know, like crushing grapes to make wine. You know, uh -huh. being, so he had had it. And once he had gotten sick, he no longer used it because he could no longer, you know, harvest grapes and things like that. You know, he had his own little vein that he used to have at his house. You know, and he just has a little grapevine. He would go out and harvest grapes, and then either he'd make them into jams or wine. So, you know, after he passed away, the grape presser, you know, was going to be getting rid of. So I remember I had to find one more piece of it, and there's this little pipe thing that helps, like, move it so you can press the, um, the grapes. Uh -huh. And I had seen the thing in over 15 years. I had not been in his basement in 15 years. I remember I was, like, trying to find it, and I was like, where is this thing? And I could almost feel like I could hear my dad's voice coming through me. And I literally heard him say, turn your head to the left and then, okay, keep, look, look, look. And then boom, it was in this corner of like, of his like part of the cellar that he had put it there or someone had put it there. And it was the craziest thing ever. So that's the thing. Like I said, when I do any type of mediumship, I will just hear or pick up whatever's been going on with them like i said i will sometimes hear that that person had maybe left them like a sign or a song or they had maybe had felt someone touch them you know things like that that's the thing how i you know go about mediumship some are able to get like big messages like some could probably tell you like you know your grandfather who you know passed away and tell you like he liked a certain song or had a certain meal or what he would say to you things like that but everyone is like is it a different ability when it comes to music? Some are just more in tune than others. So for me, I'm still trying to like grow it and develop it. So I've just so far like been able to like maybe get little things. Like I can get smells. I can smell colognes, cigarettes, foods. I can sometimes pick up emotions and things that have happened with them, how their lives are. I've even picked up how somebody has like passed away and maybe died. Like I'll feel a pain in my chest and I'll be like, they had a heart issue or stomach and they may have had ulcers or something that, you know, or I'll pick up something with their head. Maybe they had like some kind of cancer in their, a tumor in their brain or something like that. 
or maybe I, I could have felt that someone had died through a car accident or self-inflicted. I mean, that's it's happened, and trust me, those emotions and feelings can sometimes be overwhelming, and it can it can really like it can it feels like heaviness. It it feels like you're almost there in some way. It's when you feel it, you know. So, right. Right. Anything else? Or, um... No. Anything else you want to add? Uh, not really. I mean, like I said, it's just been like a journey and I'm just been trying to like learn and grow and, and expand and just trying to understand it. I mean, like I said, I've been at it for six, seven years and I just working on growing and getting better and trying to get my name out there a little bit. You know, I've, I've met some people. Well, it sounds like you've been doing years. a good job of it from my perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been, like I said, I've been working at it. It's a path. You know, I've had to accept the path pretty much. I think that's a lot of people that forget about it. It's a path. And I've had people come to me about, hey, I'm interested in, you know, being acknowledged with my gifts. And um, I tell them, like, well, you got to understand that whatever part of your gifts you're going to have, you're going to have to ex like accept. Now that you're more like, you know, let's say you're an empath or clairsentient, you're going to have to, like, now except the idea that you're going to be more sensitive to the energies around you. Like you're going to now, when you go walk into a room, you can now feel someone's either being hostile towards you or their sadness, happiness, or emotions. Like you now have to start accepting that and it can overwhelm you and things like that. And it just, that's the thing that people don't forget. Or if you become a medium and become in touch with that, you may start seeing spirits. So far I yeah, have not seen true. spirits. But some, read, some readers say they see spirits. I mean, just imagine you're walking one day and you just see a spirit of someone that you don't even know. Never mind a loved one. Never mind, like, you know, you're a grandparent or someone you loved. At least that you wouldn't be totally scared. It'd be somebody you loved and cared for. Now imagine you see a spirit of somebody you don't even know who they are, and they come to you because supposedly they believe that you can see them, and now are going to asking you what to do to help them i mean and that and that's the part that some people don't want to accept like it can be scary i mean i don't know if i had been like a young kid or in my teenage years and i just saw the spirit of someone who had died to say a car accident and look all mangled i don't know how i would have been able to take that i mean i would have right, probably right. yeah and stuff like that you know i mean seeing like a loved one you know i've had dreams of of loved ones that passed on and seeing them and you know i was happy to see them and things like that but just imagine seeing like i said the spirit of someone who never you didn't know who came to you and you're just like what's going on who are you and i've heard of mediums tell stories where they've seen people who've died in car accidents fires and things like that and they look like how they died i mean that's just got to be freaky as hell and stuff like that you know so yeah yeah i can only imagine and that's I the part that deal I, with it no i know and that's the point like I mean, you can go into places and you can feel the energies of things going on and stuff like that. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I can only like imagine if you went to Gettysburg right now and you walked into that place as a, as a medium or as a reader, you would feel the energy of all the people who died in there and it would just, it would overwhelm you and stuff like that. It would just like, you would just feel so much pain and suffering. It would just like it would cripple you, it would just overwhelm you. It would just, you just, you don't even want to be there. Or imagine you just started seeing all the soldiers from Gettysburg who passed away and they're all just looking at you and stuff like that. And you're like, things like, like I said, man, when I saw those two spirits come up to me, I mean, it was, 
it was creepy as hell, man. It was scary, man. It was like, it just this feeling of like, they were just not good. It was just like, it was horrible. I mean, I think I have another little paranormal story I could tell you where me and my friend, we went to another cemetery one night. And this is one that we had heard it. We went into, didn't have any paranormal. We just went in there out of curiosity. And um, craziest thing is like we went in there, walking in there. And I remember seeing, look like a shadow person looking. And mind you, I saw him through vision. He's just looking. He looks like a silhouette of a man. Literally, he's just like looking and staring at me in a way. But the one thing about him, he felt like very angry and very malevolent. Oh, wow. And I just, yeah. Like I said, shadow people are supposedly these spirits that stalk people. And they're supposedly people that have may have not crossed over or have been welcomed into the light. A lot of them have tended to go after children, I've heard, but they also do go after adults, things like that. And, um, you know, they're supposed, like I said, spirits of people that did not pass, that did not cross over because of whatever happened in their lives. They, they're either they're afraid of going into the light or they're spirits that cannot go into the light. Yeah. So they, they kind of go around, they stalk. So I remember, just, like I said, walking. And seeing him, and he was just like eyeing me. Now, mind you, when I go into a paranormal place, I'm always grounding and shielding and saying my prayers. Like, I will call upon Archangel Michael to protect me, and I'll start envisioning like a bubble because I've been told that based because I'm more spiritually in tuned, everything now wants to be a piece of me and things like that. And they want to like latch on to you and drain your energy and possess you, things like that, because your energy now sustains them or something like that. Because remember, these things are lights and energy. And this is why they say cameras, cell phones will die because they're feasting on the energy to right. sustain. So, so like I said, I'm walking with a friend, things like that. And I've told my friend many times, like, though, you got to sit there and at least say a prayer before you go in. And he's one of those people, eh, I don't do all that. I'm like, got to be careful. So we're walking and we're, and the one thing about trying to get out of the cemetery is we're getting lost. I'm like, dude, dude, like we're going, we're getting lost. He's like, no, dude, it's like, no, dude, this is the way to get out. And when you start getting lost in a cemetery, when you know you've been into, it's them, the spirits playing games with you. They'll sit there and try to misdirect you. They'll start changing things around. Like I told you, the cemetery land is its own little place. It's no more a part of this world. It's literally the, the world of the dead. It belongs to them. It's their place. It's theirs now. Has its own energy. It's it's totally different than anything else. So we're trying to get out of there. And eventually we do, because I eventually heard how to get out of there. I told my friend, like, listen, listen, I'll do it. I'll get us out of there. Boom, we get out. So it's after midnight. We get to the car, and he starts feeling something like latch on to him, attack him. I literally, like, he's like, dude, I'm feeling this pain. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm feeling pain. I go, so I go, Start praying. I told him, start praying, whatever it is. And he's like, he's having a hard time. So I had to start, start praying and things like that. After that, I prayed. Eventually the pain went away. And I like, dude, I asked him, did you see that uh, a shadow man looking at you? And I described literally what he, like his silhouette, how he looked like him. And then he's like, yeah. He go, then that was probably him trying to attack you. Because I remember him just eyeing me. But when he saw my friend, who wasn't as spiritually as in tune as I am, but because he didn't uh, protect himself, he just decided to attack my friend. And after that, I, you know, he went home. He said he felt okay. 
but he definitely felt like something was trying to like attack him. It was just crazy. He said he, it was the greatest thing that ever happened to him. After that, I, I told him you might want to do like a saging or an egg cleansing on him. And he, I've, kept, I've talked to him. He hasn't had any issues or anything like that, but it was just one oh, of those. Like, yeah, but that just shows you what they, they can do to you and things like that. I mean, like I said, anywhere I go, I always try to be careful because you just never know. Like when I told you the night I got hit in the back of the head, I was like totally scared. I literally thought something was trying to possess me or trying to latch on to me, you know, because you just – like seriously, something physically hits you that's not supposed to hit you. You know, right, and it was right. it was like scary. I remember like going to bed and praying that night to like God or whatever it is. Like I would say like my prayers, and it's like you know God protect me, blah blah blah. You know all of those stuff. But you no, know, I woke up, I felt different, but I didn't feel bad. I just felt different. You know, I had nothing bad happen to me. I went to work, and nothing bad happened at work. I found, I think I remember I found $6 on the ground and I had someone tell me, here's some chocolate cake for you. And that was, that's the only thing that happened. It was the, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, all I know is I became more spiritually in tuned. I had a, a reader friend of mine. She showed me these pictures. She lives in Oklahoma, by the way. And she showed me this Oklahoma land and there was all these like uh, things in over in there. I don't know. Was, like I said, she lives on this w weird land in Oklahoma and Oklahoma is known for being, you know, Native American land, there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on out there. So all of a sudden I see all these little things in the pictures that I could not see before. And I literally told her, she's like, yeah. She's like, how did, how did you know? I go, I don't know. I just saw it through Vince. She's like, oh, you're definitely much more advanced than before. So things like that. She, she was a little surprised that I was able to kind of like pick up things and pictures and stuff like that. So that's pretty neat. Yeah, like I said, it's I've been working very hard at this, and I've been growing, and you know, still just trying to get it and understand it. And every day, I I'm learning and growing and understanding how this all goes. And I just, like I said, I just try to take it one day at a time and try to balance between the two. You know, like for me as a person, not everybody I know is that I am a reader. You know, like I kind of feel like like family members wouldn't be understanding and even close friends. Like that's another thing that some things some readers don't tell people that it's right. like, how do you feel? You feel like an outsider, you know, like, cause who's going to believe you really? Oh, I just went out in this uh, cemetery in this woods and I saw this thing, you know, everybody's going to tell you what time was it? What did you eat? What did you drink? What did you, you know, how, what's going on in your life? And you'll tell them like, everything's perfectly fine. Then, well, it was just your imagination. Well, how does my imagination that crazy? I'm an adult. My imagination is not that crazy. Maybe when I was a kid, my imagination was that crazy, but I'm an adult now. My imagination should not be able to be that intricate, you know, and that's, that's the part. Some, yeah, like I said, it's just, and that's another thing, like, people just don't always understand, like, and that's the part sometimes you can feel this, like, isolation. Like, who do you tell? Who's going to believe you? You know, you, you tell anybody and they're going to look at you like, okay. All right, yeah, sure, whatever. And they're gonna look at you like you either belong in the in the crazy house, or they're just gonna think you're a weirdo. So sometimes you kind of have to be, you know, quiet about it and just kind of like high, you know, because you're just not sure people are gonna get and understand it. You know, it's that's the part that I have been trying to balance and figure out is how to go about it, but then same time try to open myself up to people a little bit to it to like not feel ashamed or embarrassed things like that like 
like last year, I got invited to a uh, Halloween party. And I did readings there at a Halloween party, by the way, believe it or not. And it was like kind of crazy. You know, everybody's like, oh, let's we'll go up there and let's do some tarot readings on a Halloween party. And, you know, it's Halloween. Everybody wants to like do all the uh, ghostly stuff and everything like that. You know, it's Halloween. We all want a little spook, a little scare, and everybody's into it. So I go in there and I just say, okay, let loose. Don't feel ashamed. Whatever happens, you just, you know, go out there and do your thing. I'm out there. I'm just reading people and boom, boom, boom. Readings are coming on spot on. And people are like, wow, you know, you able to get out there? Like, how are you doing? I go, I don't know. Some part of it, I'm kind of smiling to myself going, I know how because I'm in tune. But others are just kind of like, you know, like I say, it just felt pretty good to go out there and just not feel like I had to like, you know, hide who I was, but same time I could be who I was in a way, you know? So, but yeah, like I said, if you have any other questions, I think we could probably just call it from there. Yeah. I mean, how does people get a hold of you? How many people get a hold of me daily, you mean, or? Yeah. Do you got an email or your website or a I got a Facebook. I got a okay. Facebook pretty much. Uh, it's Jacob and Rawl. Like I said, it's Jacob, that is, and then N, and then Rawl, which is R-H-A-L. And I'm just on there, and most people in one of the psychic groups I'm in just literally message me. I mean, I get so many that sometimes I just have to ignore them because it's just like everybody wants to ask you questions and come for help. And there's just days where you just can't, you know? As much as you want to help everybody, you can't because at the same time it takes away from your energy and then you have to deal with their thoughts and feelings and emotions. You know, people will come to you and they'll, they want you to read one of their family members who passed away or they want you to try to help them out with their love lives and stuff like that. And it's like, you can't help everybody. You know, I try to, but I can't, but I mean, that's mostly, I mean, I can also give out my email. Um, It is, johnnybones8 at gmail.com that's one of my emails mostly mostly my facebook is where i'm at that's where i do all my readings whenever that's also how i spoke to you and do the readings because that's just to me the easiest not only there i can do it via voice i can also do it via phone on there and i also can send you all the stuff so that's pretty much my go-to pretty much and that's where i do almost all my readings I don't really get too many people asking me to come to parties and things like that. I'm just not at that level yet where everybody knows who I am. You know? Right. No, I understand. But ladies and gentlemen, you heard from Jacob. Please make sure and reach out to him. Uh, I think it'd be worth your while. He read me and it was very interesting. I shall say. And if you want to be on my show, all you have to do is email me at grizzly the paranormal at gmail.com. Once again, that's grizzly the paranormal at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget at eight o'clock Eastern time, another live show. Jacob, wonderful guest. I got to have you back again. We had a lot of fun. Thank you, man. I had a lot of fun, too. And like I said, this is my first time ever doing any type of podcast or anything. So 
Hey, man, it was a little nerve-wracking. I'm going to admit that, but nah, it was fun. It felt good. I mean, having a conversation, that's all. I know, but I've never I've never been in front of any type of camera or even hadn't been on any type of show. Like I said, I've just been out there doing it. And you're probably saying to yourself, oh, you go on a Facebook group and do readings. Yeah, but I don't really have to, like, talk. I just have to post and do things like that. I, I, I'm able to be kind of at this, like, distance you know, and things right. like that. So, like I said, you know, when I started out, I just read myself because I just wasn't, I didn't want people to be like, oh, can't read, you know, do that. So I read myself when I first started out. So because of that, I'm able to read myself than most readers. But yeah, like I said, man, I, I appreciate the invite. I thank you very much for having me come on. And like I said, I definitely look forward to coming on again. And I'm definitely open if you're ever interested. Absolutely. From coast to coast. Around the world. Grizzly right. says goodbye until 8 o'clock Eastern time. Thanks, right. ladies and gentlemen. All right.